0: I've been stuck indoors all weekend long because every time I step outside, my throat feels like it's being molested by an overeager Sasquatch. So, yeah. Let's start the show. <laughs> Everybody, hi. I'm your host Uncle Doug and welcome to the Oxenities podcast. <laughs> yeah. This week it's episode 16 and we're talking about peer pressure. Because because peer pressure sucks. It really does. Now, to speak on this topic, I got to tell you guys a story about the first time I went to California. A lot of weird and interesting things happened to me there, and I'd like to share that story with you. But before that, I want to talk to you guys real quick about mental health, because it's kind of an epidemic in our society right now. There's so many people that are going through so many mental issues, and they have nowhere to turn to or nobody to talk to. Now, if you have uh, people at your church that you can speak with, please do. If you have family members or friends that you trust and you believe in them and you think that they are mature enough to help you to deal with your situation, talk to them too. But if not, there is the Boys Town National Hotline. It's a hotline that's sponsored by healthfinder.gov. They're a government agency that helps people to find various hotlines for whatever situation they might be going through. Now, This hotline, it counsels teens and families, and you can reach them at 1-800-448-3000. They have counselors that are working there around the clock, trained counselors, and they can help you with depression, stress, peer pressure, suicidal thoughts, parenting problems, being a runaway, relationship issues, abuse, and many other topics that may only pertain to you. Now, they're not sponsoring this, but in doing research in mental health, I found that millions of people around the globe are affected by some form of mental health. And it's pretty awesome that there are hotlines like this that are out there that you can reach out to. So if you have an issue, if you have a problem, or if you just want to talk to somebody, give them a call or turn to your neighbor and talk to them. We're here for you. We have to be here for you. And if you have someone in your family that is going through something, that's dealing with something, please be that shoulder for them to lean on, that they can talk to you. Because you never know. Somebody might be on the verge of killing themselves, and all they want is to hear a voice that says, I love you. You're important. You matter. And you could be that voice. I try to be that voice as much as I can. So, Yeah. I'm gonna play a quick clip and then we'll be right back with the topic.
1: On my journey from elementary school to high school, my bad boy rating went from Ed, Ed and Eddie to straight Darth Vader. I mean, things were about to go down and you ain't even know. But let me explain. I may have been bad, but I wasn't stupid. I may not follow your rules, but I follow my rules. I was kind of like Dexter, but minus the serial killy aspects, mostly one day in high school, I'm walking down the hallway. Me and some friends, we swagged out alpha, beta, kappa, theta style. Me and the homies. Then one of these so called homies walks up to me with a balled up piece of bread in his hand, like, Hey, yo, easy, you know what you should do? You should take this bread and you should throw it in Hitley room. Ooh. Now, at first, I wasn't gonna do it, but he just kept asking me and I couldn't look like no punk in front of the homies so I came up with this whole genius plan straight Ocean's 13 style I mean when it comes to planning I'm like George Clooney mixed with Fred from Scooby-Doo now the plan was we was all gonna walk past the doorway right so it'll look like we all walked past the doorway right then I was gonna double back and lean over just enough so that I could throw the ball of bread in there without being seen And then after that, I was gonna run like I was in Grand Theft Auto with five stars and no car. And that's exactly what I did. I made it to my next class safe. I'm feeling good about myself, but then the phone rings. Hello? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, he's here. Okay. Easy, pack up your things. You're wanted in the principal's office so i pack up my things and as i'm walking to the principal's office i remember that there's a camera right next to headley's room so i'm sitting in the principal's office with the no excuse face and headley busts in there i mean he's fired up super saiyan 3 at this point what's up foolish child i will destroy you oh and by the way your friend gave us your name <laughs> he didn't just say what i think he said he, he didn't there's no way you know what you must do my lord Hey, easy ah! that was literally my plan of revenge i was going to walk up to him and slap the fire out of him no repeats no hesitations But then I remembered why I was even in this situation, and I thought for a second, did it really matter that he ratted on me? No, I was on camera. Was it really worth getting in any more trouble? Not really. So what happened was, I got suspended for like 3 days, at home suspension, it wasn't even in school, they were serious. And during those 3 days I came to a realization that I will never forget. The only reason anyone tries to peer pressure you into doing something is because they don't want to do it themselves. They're not willing to risk their well-being, so they put yours on the line. And if you have friends doing this to you, I'm sorry to be the one to break it to you, but no new friends does not apply to you.
0: Okay, everybody, welcome back. I I live a very interesting life. There are things that happen to me on a regular basis that I have no control over. It's like the universe says, you know what, Winston? Here's a naked guy running around holding his dick. Let's see what you can do with this. (laughs) <laughs> oh universe so i went to california back in may of 2015 fun time my first time in california actually always wanted to go always wanted to see you know what the big deal was and uh, just never got around to it but this time i made it a point to book a trip and go now I had a buddy of mine, he was living in Cali at the time. He was working at a kava bar. And if you don't know what kava is, Google it, because I couldn't tell you what it is either. He explained it to me. The folks at the bar explained it to me. And I'm like, so it's a bar without alcohol. They're like, yeah, it's kava. Okay, sure. <laughs> the The basic gist of it is it's made from a, from a fruit. Or a plant that's either from Ecuador or Brazil. I don't know. It's supposed to. The only thing I remember is it made my tongue numb. That's it. That's all I got. I got nothing more. But I needed to get away for a little while. I was going through a very stressful and weird relationship issue. And I wanted to just get away. Go away for a little while. Take a weekend. You know what I mean? So I went to Cali to see him. He lived in North Cali. Berkeley, El Cerrito, El Cerrito, that's where he lived, it was close to Berkeley, and I flew over, six hour trip, which kind of sucked, but I flew over from Florida and uh, just hung out, we hung out, we went, we got some food, we chilled at the house, I watched Game of Thrones for the first time, the episode was weird, went to San Francisco too on that trip, that trip oh San Francisco's amazing. If you've never been to San Fran, please go book a trip and go. Because it's amazing. The Golden Gate Bridge, Alcatraz, Chinatown, the the thing in y- y'all ever played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? There's a there's a road that like goes like a snake road. If if y- y'all know what I'm talking about. I drove down that road. It was awesome. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, actually, about two days into the trip, he had to go to work. Uh, at this point, I'm going to make up names. Um, let's call him Jeremy. Let's call his roommate, John. Let's call his roommate's business partner, Mark let's call the roommate's business partner's girlfriend Maria and let's call Maria's friend Luke yeah i already forgot the names that i gave made up for people so screw it we're 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 doing it okay so <sighs> maria <laughs> and luke come over to the house jeremy and john were in the house we're all chilling and they got to go to work, and I'm just gonna chill at the house. That's what I said. I'm not, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good here. But Maria and Luke were like, nah, come on, let's go out, let's get turned, let's do it. You're here for the first time, you've never seen any part of California. Let's show you Cali from a native standpoint. So I'm like, okay. So we go downstairs to the car. Maria drives a Mini Cooper, I think. Yeah. So I jump in the back, and I'm huge. I'm I'm six 6'3", so I'm I'm big. But I'm in the back. Marie and Luke are in the front, and we drive to a restaurant. Now, we're at the restaurants. We're getting drinks. We're eating food. And uh, the bartender, and Luke says, hey, is Jose here? And the bartender's like, nah, I got to go check. And he leaves. He goes to the back. He checks. And then he comes back, and he's like, yeah, Jose is here. And Luke says, all right, let me get two. I thought that was weird, but he walked off and, um, he came back, he shook Luke's hand and see, I know what a drug exchange looks like. I know what it looks like. And that was definitely a drug exchange. He got the, uh, the, uh, the white powder, the, uh, the cocaina, the, uh, the booger sugar, as the kids would call it. He got a good amount of that. And when he got it, he (laughs) stuffed it in his pocket and, um, we were ready to go. So we're in the car, we're driving and Maria's like, how much did you get? And Luke's like, oh, I got two. So we go back to Luke's place. Luke is a photographer. He travels the world. He, which is weird why he works at a at a restaurant. I never got that. Regardless. He's a photographer. He travels the world. He takes um photos for like actors and actresses and movie stars and musicians, everything all over the world. Like his his apartment was like a studio apartment. It was like one of those it was a two two it was a second floor walk-up and it was like right in it was like in a little in a little city town kind of deal. But we're there and so he starts talking to me. He's like, "So Winston, um how long you been in Florida for?" I'm like, "Oh, I've been, you know, in Florida for a few years, about 4." And while he's talking, my man's like opening up this baggie and pouring out the coke on the counter in a little dish and he's like taking out his credit card and chopping it up. So, like you can hear him like Oh, really? Florida. What part kind of what what part of Florida? Um uh West Palm, West Palm. Oh. You know, I used to live over in West Palm. Yeah. What part of West Palm? Um Lake Worth? Lake Worth area? Oh, Lake Worth. No, no, no. I used to live down in Boynton. I'm like, yeah, Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to live in Boynton too. Yeah. And then he Then he like looks at me and then he's like, so since you've been living in Florida, how do you find that it goes like when, when you go to the beach, do you find like a lot of people are in the beach and I'm just standing there like my nigga, really, (laughs) really? You're just going to inhale all of that dust up in your nose and just carry on a conversation like nothing happened? Really? So we're there for about a half an hour. Um, he got this this really expensive whiskey that he got from, uh, I can't remember where he got I think he got it from Italy or somewhere. And he you know, cranked it open and we're drinking it. I'm... I'm good, I'm good on the lick, you know what I mean, I'm having that lick, I'm doing my thing, and Maria is high as a kite by now, because he gave Maria one bag, and he had the other bag, and Maria, Maria was not playing around, she went in the bathroom, all like, I heard her chopping like she was chopping wood, and she was sniffing like an elephant trunk, like she... Ooh, she came out. She was dancing to no music. She was feeling herself. She was rubbing her body. I'm like, yo, this bitch is lit. <laughs> and we're there chilling, doing our thing. I'm drinking because I, I want none of that powder up in my nose. Fuck all of that. All of that. I Nah, new, 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 new. Needles uh sniffing stuff in my nose that just that just seems weird to me that's terrifying i I don't want to have nothing to do with it but the night's going on and we leave his apartment and go to this bar it was a few blocks away it was a really nice chill atmosphere we got some food uh, we're chilling there and maria's boyfriend comes over this is where things started to get weird. Like, th- this is where it started to get weird. And, like, it wasn't already weird before, but this is where things really took a turn. So, I'm there, I'm, I'm on the dance floor, I'm dancing, I'm doing my thing, I'm feeling myself, you know what I mean? And there's some other girls around, so we're, I'm dancing with them. Maria comes over and she starts dancing with me, but her dancing ain't like the other girls' dancing. The other girls' dancing is more like, oh, hi. I'm here. I'm having fun. Yeah. What's your name? Maria's dancing was more like, yeah, yeah. Right up on me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, OK, um, OK, thank you. Please. No, stop. Stop. Your boyfriend's right there. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but, you know, I, I did what I had to do, and I noticed the boyfriend was looking at me, but he was like smiling, like he wasn't looking like, yo, if you don't get off my girl, I'm gonna punch you in the throat, he was smiling. So while that's all going on, I get off the dance floor because at this point I'm like, you know what, Maria, if you grind up on me again, you won't get this long dick. <laughs> so I, I leave, I go get another drink, I come back and I go over to the boyfriend and I'm talking. And Maria comes over, and she starts talking, and the boyfriend disappears. Now, while we're talking, the boyfriend comes back over, and he starts telling me, you know, this is why I moved out here from Florida. Luke used to live in Florida also. They're all, they are all used to live in Florida, surprisingly, and they all moved to Cali. But, yeah. So, he's telling me, yo, I used to live in Florida, and... This is why I moved out here, because love is so, like, everybody's ruled by love. Love here is so free, it's so open, it's so understanding, it's so without judgment, you know? I love love. Do you love love, Winston? Do you love love? Like, yeah, I I love love. I, I do. I don't know why you're getting so angry, but calm down, but I do. It's like, yeah, I just love love. Do you love love? You just asked me that before, and I said yes, so please calm down. Yes, yes, I do love love. Yes, love is amazing. Love is awesome. He's like, yeah, love is awesome. So I walk away from his crazy ass, and I went outside, and Maria's sitting there eating some nachos. She's like, hey, you want some nachos? I'm like, yeah, sure. And um, we're sitting there, and this dude walks up, skinny little black guy walks up, and he puts a half-smoked weed or a reefer as the kids would say, in Maria's hand and uh, walks away. Maria takes it and she takes a puff. I'm like, oh, you know him? She's like, oh no, I don't. I'm like, bitch, you, you just go smoke that? You don't know where that's been. You don't know what's in it and you just go smoke it? She's like, what's the problem? I'm like, uh, 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 okay, okay. So we're there for a little while and then we leave. We get an Uber, and we go to the Cava uh, Bar. Now, when we go over to the Cava Bar, my buddy and the other um, uh, gentleman, John, yeah, I almost forgot for a second, he's locking up the bar. They're both closing down the bar, and <clears throat> we're pretty toasty, all, all of us. So we go upstairs to, ugh, damn it, what's Maria's boyfriend's name again? I don't remember Mark. Yeah, there we go. We go up to Mark's apartment and because we're waiting on them to, to lock up the shop. So we're in Mark's apartment. And when I walk in, he has like a studio apartment. And I noticed that there was a stripper pole like in the middle of the of the uh, apartment. So I'm like, oh, oh, so y'all some freaky ass motherfuckers. So Maria must be up there, you know, doing her thing. And then they get it in. So I'm like, OK, that's cool so we go back downstairs the they they said uh, my buddy jeremy and um uh the business partner john they said yeah we're not coming out tonight but you guys go have fun we're tired so i'm like all right cool we'll go out we'll do our thing so we leave and we head to another club While we're in the Uber going to the other club, Maria is whispering stuff into my ear and she's whispering a lot of things, a lot of sexual things. And she also mentioned she's like, hey, have you ever tried X like X? No, I have never tried X. She's like, you want some? I'm like, "Mm, no, I don't. That's a lie. I always said that there's two drugs that I always wanted to try ecstasy and mushrooms and i don't know how she knew maybe my buddy told her i don't know but she's like hey um i got some x you know if you want you could try it so i'm like oh no i'm good i'm good and she like keeps on with it she keeps like asking me over and over again and i'm like you know i'm i'm good i'm okay i appreciate it though but you know i'm i'm good i'm i'm going I didn't want to do that. I'm just drinking. I'm just doing my thing. She's like, come on. Like, really? Seriously? Like, just try it one time. Like, it makes the party so much more fun. And I'm like, um, yeah, okay. All right. Sure. So she, (laughs) she, uh, she opens up this pouch, this little baggie. And she says, okay, now lick your finger. So I'm like, okay. Now stick it in the bag, okay? And now stick stick your finger in your mouth. I'm like, okay. So I did it, and now at this point, my brain kind of caught up to what was happening, and I was like, oh, shit. I just tried X. I don't know where I am. I don't know who these people are. What the hell? Why did I do that? So now I start, like, counting. I'm counting from 1 to 10. I'm doing 10-second interval countings. And what I'm trying to figure out is okay, I need to keep counting to see when it affects me and when it hits me. That's what I'm gonna do. That was my big brainy idea to like counteract X was to count. So I'm counting from one to 10. And when I get to 10 seconds, I'm like, okay, it didn't affect me. Okay, one, two, three. And I'm counting again. Okay, it's been 20 seconds and it hasn't affected me. Okay. I'm counting again, and she is over there, like, sipping the hell out of the powder, like, she is going in on that powder, and we finally get to this other club, it was in um, Oakland, it was in downtown Oakland, and we go in, and it's underground, it's like a basement club, but, like, it's a huge room, there's tons of lights, there's flashing lights, and They're playing house music and all of that. It's going in. Now, at this point, it's been two minutes and I got nothing. I'm counting. I'm counting and I'm counting and nothing's hitting me. Like, it's not affecting me. But Maria is litty to titty. (laughs) She is gone. Gone. And she's like grinding on me. She's rubbing on me. And I'm like, okay, all right. I'm with it, I'm with it, I got drinks, I'm going in, she then, like, she's rubbing my face, and then, like, she sticks her finger in my mouth, and I'm like, oh, that's weird, and then, like, I felt like some powder go in my mouth, so it was more of the X, this bitch was trying to get me turned two, so I keep counting again, now I'm counting even more, and I'm like, this shit is not hitting me, finally, I, I realized what was happening, With the combination of the alcohol plus my body size and weight, the amount of X that I took was not enough to affect me. I would have to take about five bumps for me to feel as lit as she was, but I only took two. So, nothing. But we're dancing, we're doing our thing, and I just hear this voice, like, come around like, it's okay, you can kiss her, I'm like, what the fuck was that, I turn around, it's the boyfriend, the boyfriend's like, no, go ahead, you can kiss her, it's fine, so I'm like, uh, okay, so we start making out, we're making out, we're on the dance floor, we're doing our thing, and I, 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 she's like getting so personal with my body, and she's putting her finger in places that Uh. (laughs) Oh, so I then leave and I'm like, you know what? I got to go to the bathroom. I got, I got to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. I take a piss. I wash my face and then I come out. And when I come out, I see her on a couch with this other girl and she's making out with this other girl. And then she calls me over. So I come over, I'm making out with her. I'm making out with the other girl. We're both making out with each other. There's, there, there's touching, there's rubbing, there's all kinds of stuff. And, yeah, everything's getting weird and weirder and weirder. But now, the other girl, her brother was this big, like, huge, muscular dude. Like, bigger than I was. Huge! And he had supposedly gotten into a fight with the bouncer... So the girl, like, somebody came and grabbed the girl real quick and they're like, yo, your brother, he's getting kicked out. So it's like, what the fuck? So she runs over, and when she runs over, she leaves me and Marie alone. And I'm like, I got to go back to the bathroom. I got to go back to the bathroom. Because I'm, like, hard as a rock right now. And I'm like, I can't be around you because I don't want your boy." Like, I, I felt like, in my stupid mentality, the boyfriend would be cool with me and you kissing, but he ain't going to be cool with me trying to fuck you. So, (laughs) so I go to the bathroom, I come back and they're gone. Maria's gone. Um, Mark is gone. Um, people are like leaving the club. I did not realize at this point that it was seven o'clock in the morning. We're at this club for like a while. And so I walk out too. Because it was dark as hell in there. When I walk out, it's like broad daylight. I'm like, holy crap. So I tried calling her. Couldn't get her. I tried calling Mark. Couldn't get him. So I'm like, well, screw it. I Googled real quick where my boy's house was. And it was it was a few blocks away. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take an Uber. I'm going to take an Uber. And I'll go to his house. And I'll just crash for the night. So I call the Uber and I'm driving towards his house. All of a sudden, I get a call from Maria like, yo, where are you? We're looking for you outside the club, but you never came out. We're out there for like 10 minutes. At this point, I feel like maybe I kind of blacked out because there's no way I could have lost this much track of time. Maybe the X did affect me. I don't know. So she's like, you know, you should come over. You should come over and chill with me. You should come over and hang out with me. And for the uninitiated, chill and hang out, that means come and fuck me. That's that's what that means. So I say, Mr. Uber driver, a U-turn, please. <laughs> so I make a U-turn. I go back to um, her spot, which is actually her boyfriend's apartment. So I go to the boyfriend's apartment. And when I'm at the boyfriend's apartment, like I knock on the door and I come in. And she opens the door and she like walks me in and I'm like, Hey, where's Mark at? She's like, Oh, don't worry about Mark. You know, this is about me and you right now. I'm like, okay. So I sit on the bed and I'm feeling very uncomfortable because if this was Florida, I would know where I am. I know my escape routes. I know where to go, where to lay low, you know, just in case anything happens. But this was Cali first time there in a in a new city that I never even heard of. I never heard of El Cerrito, but I was there. So. She's like she starts taking off my jacket and um, she starts giving me a massage and, you know, she lays me down on the bed and she starts she gets on top of me. She takes off all her clothes She has a brown panty on and she's like, we're making out and I'm grabbing that ass. I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's about to go down. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm feeling in my pocket. I'm like, okay, I got one rubber. Okay, good, good. We're good. We're good. We're good. And all of a sudden I hear this screeching noise, like a, like metal grinding together, you know? And I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? And like, she's like unbuckling my pants and she's like making out with me at the same time. And I hear the noise again. I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? So I open my eyes and I look up, guess who's on the stripper pole? Mark is on the stripper pole. And guess who's not wearing anything? Mark is not wearing anything. And he's just looking at me like swinging around the stripper pole and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, it's okay. It's fine. Go ahead, do it. I'm like, no the fuck I ain't. I got out of there fast. I think I left my jacket. Matter of fact, I'm sure I left my jacket. Um, Yeah, Mark, if you're listening to this, I live in Philly now. Can you send me my jacket? Because I really miss that jacket. Thanks. But yeah, that, that was, that was weird. Like that was super weird. And I, I, I went back to my boy's house and like, I got in at like eight o'clock. He's just waking up and he's like, Hey, how was your night? And I'm like, how was my night? Allow me to tell you how my night was. And I told him the story and he's dying the whole time. He's laughing his ass off. And I'm like, this ain't funny, bro. There was a skinny ass white dude swinging on a stripper pole looking at me weird. Like, what the fuck? Who are these people? And he says to me, oh, yeah, they tried to fuck me that same night. Like the first night that I came here, too. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, yeah, they kind of do that. I'm like, so then why did you let me go with them? It's like, well... Because it was funny. And I was going to punch him, but then I thought, you know what? That really is funny. <laughs> but see, peer pressure. Peer pressure is a fickle mistress. Because on one hand, Homegirl got me to take the X. I could have just told her no and then stuck to my guns, but I didn't want to. I felt like. Uh, I don't want her to feel like I'm not cool or that I'm going to like narc on them because of what they're doing. And plus, you know, with the whole jami accounting, I'm not really afraid of nothing. Me not afraid of ecstasy. Me not afraid of that. nothing to me. You know what I mean? Then with the aspect of like coming over to the house and fucking her, knowing that she has a boyfriend and like, Like all of this stuff like got to me and this is the kind of stuff that happens when you're dealing with people that really don't have your best interests in mind because when you really think about it, peer pressure, like people that put you through that kind of stuff are people that for one, they either don't want to see you excel or they don't or they want to they want you to be in their same crowd in their same category. They want you to be on their level. And you shouldn't live like that. I don't live like that. I don't live on the level of most people. Like I feel like I have a lot to offer to the world. I have a lot to offer in terms of intellect or or just my general disposition and Ever since that day, ever since that whole situation, that whole scenario, I've tried my best every single day to analyze and look at certain things to see if the people that are in my life are the people that really care about me, really love me, and really want me to be the best version of me that I can possibly be. And if those people don't want that, I cut them off. Because people that hate you... But stand around you and smile in your face, tell you that they love you, tell you that they care about you, they got something deep, deeply wrong with them. Something that you can't fix. So you might as well bounce because you don't want them to drag you down. You don't want anybody to drag you down or to make you feel lesser than what you truly are. And that's all I got to say. And that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for checking out the episode. And thanks for, well, experiencing my very strange and awkward life. I I appreciate that. If you'd like to follow the show, you can do so on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under the name Oxenities. And you can follow me, Uncle Doug, on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram. Quick warning about my Twitter. very, very woke content on Twitter. It's very, it's very woke. So be prepared for a lot of stuff. (laughs) Also, you can support the show on our Patreon page. Any amount helps. It doesn't matter how big or how small. Any amount helps, and it would really help to push us further with getting better equipment, getting um, a better surrounding studio, more acoustic uh, ceiling, so please, anything. Help me out. I'm trying to make it. Matter of fact, I was on this website the other day called Seeking Arrangements. It's a website devoted specifically to sugar daddies who want to support sugar babies. And I was like, how come there's not a website like that called, like, Cougar Hunter or something to support young, young men who are trying to, like, build themselves up and be better for society? Because I need that. I need help, damn it. <sighs> but regardless, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And please have a blessed week. And take care of yourselves and each other. Because that's all we got.